This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Eye on Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is the Ion Preps podcast. Today we're going to talk about week one games. We're going to talk some recruiting, and we're going to look ahead to this week's games uh, on this podcast. I'm Chip Souza of the Hogs Sports Network, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E.T., what's happening today? Man, it's a Monday morning, uh, and it's a little cooler right now than what it's been in the past. So I, I had to knock right. on wood. I don't want to jinx that, man. But <laughs> <laughs> feeling good today, man. Feeling good. It does feel good outside, man. Had a little bit of Christmas in the air today, man. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not going to jinx it, though. I'm not saying I'm not saying <laughs> it's here. I'm just saying it feels good. It feels good, man. We, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, E.T., some big zero-week games uh, were played last week. Uh, I always get confused zero week and week one or whatever. So if I say week one, I really mean week zero or whatever. Just roll along with me. People, people who listen to my podcast in the past know I don't know half of what I'm talking about anyway. So just, so <laughs> they know what you mean, man. They know what you mean. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so we're going to start, um, E.T., uh, over the, the game at Pulaski Academy, they played Joe T. Robinson last week um, mm-hmm. in what's always a really good opener. And uh, uh, P.A. rolled in without a couple of, a couple of dudes we thought they were going to have. Man, you know, when, when I saw that and I was following my guy Sam Lane uh, over at PA and uh, he, he mentioned and was tweeting out that, you know, they were missing uh, the quarterback, uh, Brandon Cobb. And But the thing that really caught my eye was the fact that Kenny Jordan, their running back, you know, who's a stud, he was the MVP of the state title game last year, yeah. you know, had had moved. Man. And, you know, I don't know, not many in the media anyway, they actually knew that. Uh, but that was a shocker. But if there's a team that could kind of adjust on the fly – is going to be PA, uh, and they did just that against a pretty good Robson team, and they, they stuck Patton Wicker in the quarterback, and uh, they did what PA normally does. You know, they, next they man kept, up. kept that thing rolling. Next man <laughs> up. Man. Man. Yeah, it's, like, it's like next man up. Next exactly. man up. Who's next? Who got next? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, so, man. But that, that was a shocker, though, man, the yeah. fact that those two guys weren't there. But like I said, they, they just kept, kept it moving, man. So Kenny Jordan, he's moved to Nashville to be up. What are you going to be on uh, Nashville today? Going to be on The Voice? What's, your, what's he going to do moving to Nashville? Man, there's no telling, man. He, he may get into country music for all we know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. But that, that was a shocker, man. But again, uh, credit to, to Coach Lucas, man, and that staff and, and those guys on that team, man, for, again, like you said, next man up yeah. and uh, keeping that thing going and, and didn't seemingly miss a beat. And ET, I was scrolling through the scores, man. I saw this final score the other day. I'm like, can this be right? Green County Tech, six, Paragould, four. I mean, what? We slip a baseball, fall baseball game in there or something? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I saw that, and then I had to go look, and I saw where where Tech got, a, I guess, a touchdown in the third quarter to actually win the game, man. Yeah. But I was like, you know, if defense is slugfest, apparently. Uh, that's, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Good. Hey, defense has played well, man, and that's, you know, you that's, that's, uh, that's a good thing to kind of hang your hat on. So that was going on. Uh, Clay Toddy had his coaching debut over at Win. They kind of they kind of got it taken to him. Marion took it to them 27-7. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's no doubt Clay Toddy will have Win uh, winning. Uh, you know, moving forward, he's he's proven <laughs> oh, yeah. he can do that. So uh, that was a that was a, a big a big game there. Um, over Fayetteville, um, mm-hmm. Fayetteville, they get a big forty three twenty one win against Cabot. Man, I, uh, et that was a much bigger score than I thought it would be. You know, out of out of the games of that night, I, I wasn't shocked that Fayetteville won. I actually predicted they win the game, but how they won it, uh, and I don't know if if anyone at Cabot has even seen this, let alone us. The fact that 
I think they gave up three safeties in, in the, the first, first quarter. quarter. Yeah. You know, that's 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 hard to kind of kind of overlook no matter who you're playing, you know, and, and that's you know, that, that's tough, man. And you're already playing a pretty good Fayetteville team with, with you know, with, with Lindsay at quarterback and all those guys. And when you literally, you know, handing them free opportunities by by those safeties, man, that, that's tough to kind of kind of overlook, especially with, with Cabin and, and the offense that he run, man. So yeah. the, the score was a little surprising and the manner that Fayetteville won was surprising. It wasn't surprised that Fayetteville won the game, but, you know, just the way they won it. And, you know, you give them uh, anything, they're going to take advantage. And that's pretty much what they did. And uh, Drake Lindsey, of course, he's committed to Minnesota, had four touchdown mm-hmm. passes in that game for Fayetteville. Uh, we'll take it down to Greenwood, sophomore Kane Archer. Uh, he mm-hmm. threw four touchdown passes, ran for another. They beat Stillwater, Oklahoma, 49-21 to gain a little measure. of. They were co- kind of calling it the revenge game or whatever because Stillwater had beaten them a year before. But also mm-hmm. keep in mind, this is not the same Stillwater team that it was a year before. Uh, right. Their mm-hmm. coach, Tucker Barnhart, now is at Shiloh Christian. But mm-hmm. a big win for Greenwood open the season, a big win uh, for Kane Archer, kind of a statement-setting win uh, for him. Uh, of course, he's a uh, – I think, and we'll be talking to Richard Davenport about this here in, in the next segment, but um, he, if he's not the top-rated quarterback in the 2026 class, he's, he's certainly uh, among the top. So, uh, good debut for him to start the season. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that guy, and I, I was over at North Little Rock Friday night, and I had a guy in the stands when I was walking down the field that asked me what did I think about Greenwood. And I told him, literally, Greenwood can compete with anybody in Arkansas, and that's including the 7A schools. Because one reason, because of they, you know, Kane Archer at quarterback, you know, you're talking about a, a sophomore talent that doesn't play or look like a sophomore. No. I mean, that's that that's that guy. Yeah. You know, and and he one thing I noticed last year when I saw him, the, the one time I did see him, he didn't get rattled, you know, and, and he's just a year older now with that full time job as he is. So I mean, he, he's he's a force, definitely. I mean, like you say, he's he's going to be one of the top in my opinion, two or three quarterbacks in that class by the time he graduates. That is high school quarterback you over at, at uh, quarterback high at uh, Greenwood, mm-hmm. man. They have mm-hmm. they have churned out some great quarterbacks over there, and he is next mm-hmm. in line. Uh, yeah. Also want to keep talking about the quarterbacks a little bit. Walker White, who is committed to Auburn uh, for mm-hmm. Little Rock Christian, had four touchdowns in the first quarter the other <laughs> night uh, against Little Rock Central. But, E.T., man, What's happened to Central? I mean, you talk about the most storied program in the state. You know, that loses sixty three zero, man. That that's, man, that's just hard to take for Central. You know, it, it's 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 kind of hard to swallow, to be quite honest. I yeah. think, if I'm not mistaken, the last time they won a game was when they played Fayetteville in the playoffs. I think a couple of years ago, when they won up there, like a last second field goal. Um, but I mean, just stability across the coaching staff. Um, you know, this is a, they're using a first-year coach this year as well. Um, and, you know, and the thing about it, this year's Central team, they returned, I think, 16 or 17 starters from last year's team. Um, but, man, it's – it's I don't know if if the, the buy-in is not in there yet as far as the staff, and, that, and I understand that. But you don't really expect to see a Central team on hard times that they are right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, Christian took them to the woodshed, man. Thank I mean – it, I mean, and last year, Christian got him last year too, pretty good. But, you know, it was, you know, from what I, you know, heard from, from Mike over reading Mike's story, because um, he covered the game. I mean, it wasn't close, you know, at all that outside was, of yeah. the kickoff, yeah. you know, and it was, <laughs> it went <laughs> that's, down that's fast. Tough, man. <laughs> exactly, man. And it doesn't get any easier for Central, man. No. I mean, they still, you know, let alone the, the, the 7 8 Central, but they got Pine Bluff, I think, next week. And, and that's going to be a tough one, man. So, uh, you know, it's it's just hard to see, you know, that team and that program 
you know, at the level that they are right now. Yeah. You know, hopefully they, they can climb out of it, man, but it's, it's going to be tough this year. I don't know how many people saw this one, too. Neo Harding, uh, the quarterback for Warren, five Warren. touchdown passes, man, and they, they absolutely hammered uh, Stuttgart 42-7. to I mean, you don't see, you know, down in Warren, especially with Coach Henry, you know, many freshman quarterbacks yeah. playing, you know, early. And and that, that kid went out and, and did his thing against a, a good Stuttgart team, man. And that's that's actually a rivalry, man. That's a rivalry game for those guys. They they know so much about each other in the programs. And for him to go out and do what he did against that team, that's that's ultra impressive, man. Yeah. And then we'll cap the uh, week zero with uh, Bryant winning the Salt Bowl uh, 35-6 over Benton. Uh, that's eight straight wins um, in the in this Salt Bowl game. Uh, Benton uh, running back Braylon Russell, he he only played in the first half of that game. He was injured, had an uh, ankle injury in that one, had 79 yards. Uh, but uh, how about that big win, for, a debut win for Quad Sanders and, uh, and, and Bryant? Man, that, that game was actually close, you know, for, throughout the first half. And I think a big reason was that because of uh, Braylon, you know, playing the first half and, and able to move the chains and things of that nature. And it was, I think, a one-point game at the half maybe. Uh, he didn't play in the second half, and, and Bryant, you know, Brian, Brian, Brian yeah. in the second half, man. I mean, they, they took off and, and did the things that they generally have done these past five, six years. Um, so, that, I mean, that's a rivalry game, of course, as well. Uh, two Celine kind of teams, man. So that's no matter just the circumstances, man. I mean, Brian beating Ben is big regardless of yeah. who's out there on that field. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Richard Davenport, who's going to bring us some big recruiting news uh, from the Hill. We'll be right back with the Eye on Preps podcast. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hogs Sports Network, also joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we're now joined by Richard Davenport, our recruiting guy for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Big Rich, what's happening on this Monday on the Hill? Hey, buddy, doing well, doing well. So we had some big recruiting news last week. Of course, the biggest, Tay Lockett, has committed to Arkansas uh, in the 2026 class. Richard, you said that wasn't a big surprise, but kind of walk me through that recruitment and what that means uh, for the Razorbacks. Well, obviously, he's a high-profile kid, uh, around 40 offers. I mean, uh, one of the most heavily recruited uh, sophomore prospects in the nation. Uh, you, you name just about any school in the country, he had an offer from, from them. Uh, obviously, he had strong ties to the state of Arkansas. His mom, mom is from Arkansas. He's got numerous family members in the state. He comes back to the state num- numerous times during the year to visit with family. He was he was here uh, with family back in the summer, actually working out with a local uh, trainer uh, during his time here. But uh, they visited March 4th for the Kentucky-Arkansas basketball game. And that's when he got the offer from Coach Pittman. And he, he got the offer with all of his family uh, right there with him. Uh, they're a very close-knit family. And then they came back for the uh, 
spring game or spring showcase uh, scrimmage, whatever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> spring get on April the 15th. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, and talking to, uh, you know, family members, his mom and dad, step, well, stepdad and, uh, and others, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt like he was going to end up at Arkansas at some point. I didn't know when. Yeah. But uh, he decided he he was ready to do it, and uh, he pulled the trigger on uh, Thursday. Uh, his stepfather Nate was nice enough to call me on Tuesday and say, "Hey, this is what's going to happen," and I was able to get some quotes and everything from uh, Tay and be ready for when he he went public on uh, Thursday. But uh, what what was neat? His mom and dad did not even know when they were really? totally totally uh, surprised. He had mentioned that he might commit to them, but. Uh, he he did it on their birthdays, which is cra- oh, kind of wow. crazy, you know, okay. two parents with the same birthday. But, uh, uh, you know, six foot, about 165, 170, uh, you know, quarterback uh, who uh, uh, plays for St. Bosco in California, and they beat uh, – uh, they were on the ESPN on Saturday, and he had an interception. He so did. that was a big yeah. big deal for him to be able to uh, represent the, the University of Arkansas and – and other kids, uh, you, you noticed on Twitter, and you, I think you noticed too, how kids uh, pay, saw that and was like, "Wow, okay, Tay's going to Arkansas. That's 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 impressive because they knew how many offers and uh, he he ha- he has and and all the oper- opportunities that he had." Well, and too, when you get a player of his caliber who commits, it kind of leads sort of a domino effect of that, and that's kind of what happened in this case too, because uh, it wasn't long after that. Um, that Arkansas got another commitment from Bear McWhorter. Yeah, and uh, Bear, uh, he he last visited Arkansas back in uh, in June for a camp. His dad came and his sister Lily came. Lily, uh, she 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 loves Arkansas, and uh, she's a senior this year at, at his high school, and she's already applied to to the University of Arkansas. You figure, you know, with her, I, I think she's got a 4.0 GPA, so I don't think she's going to have any problem no. getting in. But uh, she she plans to attend the University of Arkansas. Both it's 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 kind of unusual that two siblings uh, just fall in love with one particular school. But obviously, with Bear, he just thinks the world of Coach Pittman and Coach Kennedy, the offensive line coach, and that was I think it was he said he estimated that was his sixth time to visit Arkansas uh, back in June, and in talking to his dad. His dad kind of pretty much said, "Hey, Arkansas is going to be tough to beat," and uh, and uh, obviously uh, that's what happened on Sunday. I, I was thinking he might uh, might uh, commit during the week, but he he, he pulled the trigger on uh, on Sunday. Six four, about uh, two two ninety two ninety five. Uh, that's a big old boy. Offers Alabama, Georgia. I mean, you, another another one of those who's who uh, offer list. Uh, so. Both of these guys, if you wanted to look at two guys from the 26 class, that probably are going to be among the top players in the nation at their uh, position. You know, the rankings haven't came out by services and all that, but uh, all indications that they're going to be uh, near the top of uh, their position. And Arkansas has got two of them uh, jumping on board early. And, uh, again, after his commitment, he saw some uh, guys, uh, Kane Archer, from Greenwood and Jackson uh, Cantrell from uh, Missouri, who's one of the most freakish uh, athletes in the 26 class. He's a huge offensive lineman, about six, six, seven, six, eight, 
300 pounds, who has unbelievable strength. And he's visited Arkansas, and uh, he he, he kind of commented on uh, seeing Bear and Ty uh, committing to Arkansas. So th- th- this will this will create some momentum in the 26 class, and who knows what 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 it could lead to. Now we also want to talk about the 2024 class. Uh, C.J. Brown of Bentonville had a big game uh, for Bentonville on fr- last Friday night against Broken Arrow. Rich, talk about that game and talk about his performance real quickly. Yeah, the, the, the couple of uh, video uh, uh, highlights that you saw on Twitter of him, uh, uh, he took uh, one pass, I, I, I don't know, maybe five, ten yard uh, pattern, and, and he just uh, he just took it to the house after that. It was like a 57-yard uh, reception, and you saw his acceleration and kind of leave those guys, uh, the DBs and everybody on the, on the Broken Arrow's uh, defense uh, behind. And he showed the ability to make people miss, and I think that's the number one one of the. I think that's one of the top things for a receiver, especially in the SEC. You're usually going to have good speed, but do you have the ability to make guys miss? Some guys have it, some guys don't. At least in in uh, in some of the video uh, that I saw from that game, he does. Yeah, yeah, just a heck of a player. Uh, of course, uh, the early signing day. Um, for the class of 2024 will be Rich will be December the what? You know what that date is? I don't have the same uh, exact date, but it's usually right right in right in the uh, middle of uh, December. But uh, uh, that this is a uh, pretty pretty norm to have 18 commitments. Uh, you know, basically have your class done. They're not yeah. done, but uh, have the majority of your class done before the start of the season because so many guys want to get their decisions out of the way and focus on their senior season. So uh, they're they're in good shape, and uh, there's there's some other things cooking that uh, could be kind of interesting for the 24 class coming up. As we get uh, a little bit deeper into the fall, we, we need to get into it now, but as we get a little bit deeper, we'll get with Richard and talk about uh, the delicate balance between uh, high school signing day and signing high school recruits and leaving doors open maybe for transfer portal, which is, you know, something that everybody's still, you know, trying to get comfortable with and that kind of thing. Uh, we'll get more into that later on. But, Richard, as always, man, we, we appreciate you being on with us and giving us that insight on recruiting uh, that we need and to keep our uh, listeners uh, – uh, interested in what's going on uh, as far as Coach Pittman and the Razorbacks, and we're all you know we'll, we'll talk about recruiting for all sports. Um, I know there was a, a Arkansas guy had a visitor last week for basketball. Uh, I believe is that right? A, a, a five star out of somewhere? Uh, no, he's he's play, he's he's showing interest, and in I think okay. there's a good chance that he he he, he will. Uh, he will visit Arkansas. Good deal, good deal. Richard, thanks for being on with us, man. And as always, we appreciate you being here. Uh, that's Richard Davenport, our recruiting guy with the uh, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, always bringing us the latest information on recruiting. And uh, we're going to take another break right here. When we come back, we'll be joined again by Eric Taylor, and we're going to have uh, talk about the player of the week, and we'll take a look ahead at this week's week one key matchups around the state. We'll be right back. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And we are back with the Allen Preps podcast. I'm again joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E, give me, uh, we got a little correction we got to make from that first segment. Kind of walk me through that real quick, and then we'll take a look at some of the big week one matchups this week. 
Yeah, Neil Harden and Warren. I was thinking of the other freshman. Uh, there was another freshman at Warren that was in the uh, the quarterback battle, but Neil's actually a senior. Senior. I okay. was thinking of uh, uh, the Jackson kid down there at Warren, but Neil's actually a senior, and, and he had a, a senior night of a game <laughs> against Stuttgart. Man, so <laughs> man. Yeah, let, let me uh, let me correct that. I was I went when I say that I was like, hold on, that is that the the freshman I'm thinking he was, but then actually Neil's a senior, so that that's on me. Good deal, good deal. Well, Warren, of course, uh, will be uh, uh, again a factor. You know, uh, in in the four A playoffs again, and and oh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, state champion contender. So, man, uh, e before we get into that, you know, looking at this week, man, we we were just talking about talk about this with somebody else the other day about class four A and how you know I know Shallow Christian's gone, I know Joe T Robinson's gone, uh, you know, some of the blue blood programs from the past have gone, but what that's done, man, is it's really opened up four A to a lot of different teams, a lot of mm-hmm. different programs. Of course, Warren. No, nobody, no newcomer there. Warren, Nashville, uh, those are no, no, no newcomers to 4A. But what it's what it's done is given teams like Elkins and and some others an opportunity. So it's going to be uh, watching that 4A race uh, all season long is going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's you know I know a lot of times we say different classes are wide open or or there's a lot of parity and that may be cliche, uh, but 4A I, I literally think it is you know, wide open, to be honest. You know, you're yeah. going to have the usual suspects of Warren, and, you know, the Stuttgart's, even regardless of what happened last Friday night, uh, Stuttgart's going to make a run still. Uh, Arkadelphia isn't going anywhere. I think Kenna Fairview beat them by a couple of scores last Friday night, but, you know, Arkadelphia's not going anywhere. Nashville's going to be there. But a team like Elkins, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't know much about, uh, but they have a team, I think, that could be able to compete with anybody, especially on offense, yeah. you know, with, with chairs and, and those guys over there. Uh, so I look for that team to kind of make some noise, man, before it's all said and done as well. So uh, honestly, I think you, you probably have, in my opinion, eight to 10 teams that can actually get on a run, you know, and, and make a serious, you know, dive for that state title, man. Of course, all that will shake out, you know, toward the end of the year. Yeah. But uh, before it's going to be ultra competitive, man. And I think, you know, a lot of people may not realize that, you know, you're going to have, again, you're going to have the usual suspects up top, but you're going to have other teams. I think you're going to be able to see that can compete with just about anybody in that class. Yes, sir. That's a good segue, E.T. We're going to talk about real quickly this. Elkins is at Charleston this week. Uh, Charleston mm-hmm. defending state champions in Class 3A, um, and Elkins is ranked number five in Class 4A. Uh, but, E.T., anytime you got to make that drive down Highway 22 from Fort Smith <laughs> right. down to Charleston, man, that's mm-hmm. that's a tough drive, number one, and then you got a lot of black and gold down there waiting on you to come on that field. Exactly, man. If you go down there and, and, and get a victory in, in, in Charleston, then you've actually earned that, you know. And yeah. and that's going to be actually, I think, a, a good test uh, for Charleston, really, because, no, no I mean, they lost quite a bit from last year. I talked to Coach May a couple of weeks ago, and, and I didn't realize this either until he mentioned it, that they lost 15 of the 29 seniors uh, from that team. And that's a lot, a lot of seniors. And, you know, with one of those guys being uh, all everything, you know, Brandon Scott. Yep. Uh, so that 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 that's going to be a really really good test for that team to see where they are right now. Uh, but again, Charleston is Charleston. They got plenty of tradition down there, man. I mean, and you know they're not going to going to bat an eye. So that that's going to be a really good test for them. And again, for Elkins, like I say, anytime you playing at Charleston is going to be tough, regardless of who's on their roster. You know, it really doesn't matter. You know, so it's going to be a good one, I think. They're going to punch you in the mouth on every snap. I will tell you. No that. doubt. No um, doubt. So let's go. Let's uh, circle back up to the top now, Et. We're going to talk about seven A. Everybody has been waiting on this. Everybody <laughs> since 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 uh, since the big uh, change came, but right. uh, but James makes his mm-hmm. uh, coaching debut at Conway, mm-hmm. 
and ET, it ain't no cakewalk. They get Bentonville Friday night. <laughs> right, off, right off top, man. I mean, <laughs> how did that make you feel when you, your first game, no matter who you are, you're playing, you know, at Bentonville? You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not easy at all, man. And, and honestly, I mean, Bentonville may have a little payback on their mind. Well, uh, well, well, you know, I, I, if you were at the 7A state championship game last year when Bryant played Bentonville, Bryant had the game in hand. They had gone up by about three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. They uh they they scored a late they scored a late touchdown then went for two points on it <laughs> then onside kicked after that I don't know what was up with that uh, right. I tell you right now Jody Grant the Bentonville coach did address it after the game he wasn't right. happy with it he tried to be somewhat politically correct about it but he kind of you know he wasn't happy about it so. It's going to be interesting to see yeah. <laughs> see if that has any carryover effect this week. If they have a carryover, man, yeah. I, you know, and they they may not say it, but I guarantee you, a lot of those players who played last year on that Denver team that's back this year, they they hadn't even got there. Although it wasn't Conway, you know, it was just the, the guy who's leading Conway right now, so they hadn't right. got into that. Man. Right. Uh, but it, it's it's a big one, man. It's, it's going to be big one. It's going to be heavily attended. And, you know, it's going to be a lot of eyes on that game in particular. Two teams. Uh, two top three teams, you know, in the class. And, and uh, you know, you, they're going to get better than that, man. They, week one game like that. I, I think <laughs> I'm going to go over there and see. I may go over there and watch a little bit of that one because I think that one's got a chance to be to be pretty good. A little, little, uh, little good, maybe a little chippy, may, maybe uh, maybe a little little more interesting than uh, than a normal week one or second week of the football season matchup. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge, man. Literally. Yeah. Uh, also got a rematch of the Class 2A state championship. Uh, this coming week, Hazen and Desark. Uh, these two teams are, you know, powers in, in uh, Class Two A. Uh, Eric, how, how do you see that one going? And again, this is a, another big rivalry game, man. And these two teams know plenty about each other, uh, and that's probably been an understatement. Uh, with Hazen, you know, Hazen won the state last year. Um, they lost some guys as well, but again, Hazen has tradition, uh, just like Desark has plenty of tradition, and that's going to be a standing room only game. Uh, early season showdown, you know, so that that's going to be one that's going to kind of have people opening their eyes about what's going on in, in 2A. You know, everybody expects, you know, Hazen to be near the top all year. Desert took a step back, so to speak, last year. But again, they're Desert. They have just as much tradition as Hazen, you know, so they're trying to get back into that upper echelon of teams in that class. So uh, that's going to be a big one, man. It will be. And then one other one I want to mention, uh, Boonville at Ozark. Boonville, the number three mm -hmm. team. Um, in Class 3A, uh, Ozark, big win last week. Ozark will be a contender um, in 4A mm -hmm. and in the 4A1. Uh, something that uh, that hasn't been talked about a lot, E, is uh, Rylan Ray uh, from mm -hmm. Boonville, who back. missed all of last season. He's back. Mm -hmm. So Boonville yep. won't be one-dimensional like they were last year with, with Dax Golf getting, you know, 90% of the handoffs. Rylan Ray being back is huge for the Bearcats, and, ha mm -hmm. and you know, this will be a great – it's always, always a good game when Boonville and Ozark play, and this one will be no exception probably. You know, get get that guy back. You know, it, it's huge. I mean, for for two things, I, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of what Dax is. Dax is gonna do what Dax is gonna do anyway. But it takes uh, added pressure off him. Uh, but at the same time, now you have another guy that teams have to kind of scheme for. You know, so you don't know who's gonna do what. You know, and getting that guy back, man. I, th I think towards towards ACL in like yep. week one yep. last year, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but just, just like getting him back, man, is big for that team. Uh, you know, for, for a multitude of reasons, man. And Boonville's going to be right near the top all year, uh, all year long. And, and you know, that wouldn't shock me if they got back to Little Rock, you know, playing for a state title, man. But like I said, this this game here is always a dogfight, you know, with, with these two teams, man. And again, that's one of 
many games that's going to be just just eye-openers for everyone across the state. Absolutely. Now, this is a special feature that we're going to bring each week. Eric is going to have a player of the week um, from across the state uh, each time. And uh, so, E.T., e. what are we looking at this week? Who was uh, Who's the big man on campus this week? Who's the top dog? Man, it, it was so many guys that, that had great games. When I thought about Tracy Daniels over at Russellville. Yep. He, he had a single season. I mean, single game school record uh, rushing against against Morrillton. Uh, I saw my guy Kane Archer do what he did. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, with Bryce Perkins, the quarterback from Van Buren, man. Yeah. I mean, that guy uh, threw for a three, I think 337, five TDs. I think he had a rushing touchdown as well uh, in, in the Battle of the Bone uh, against Alma. Big game. Big, big uh, so game. I think I – think, Van Buren lost that game last year, uh, and, and to come back and, and do what he did uh, in Week Zero and, and bring that 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 bone back to, yeah. to Van Buren, man, that's that's huge for that guy. So he's going to be my uh, player of the week this week, man. Absolutely. So that will uh, wrap up this week's edition of the Eye on Preps podcast. Again, we'll be, we're here with you every Monday. Uh, Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network. And we also want to remind all of our listeners of the daily podcast through the Hog Sports Network that we have. On Mondays, we have the Eye on Preps podcast that you just listened to. We also have on Tuesdays and Thursdays the Whole Hog Football podcast with Matt Jones and Scotty Borderland as they bring you up to date on Arkansas football and other sport, uh, Arkansas football uh, throughout the season. Uh, we also want to mention the Wednesday Hogs Illustrated Sports Club Luncheon podcast where we'll talk about our prep teams and players that are honored each week and the keynote speaker. And coming up next week, we won't have a meeting this week, but next week um, we will have um, – Raymond House, a former Arkansas Razorback football player who played for Houston Nutt, he'll be the guest speaker, and so he'll be part of the podcast next week. And then on Fridays, making its debut last week, was Ethan Westerman. He is hosting the Game Changers podcast, in which we will highlight the accomplishments and the outstanding performances of female athletes with the University of Arkansas. He had uh, Arkansas softball coach Courtney Diefel on with him last week, and that was a great, great podcast, and that one drops on Fridays. So every day, the Hog Sports Network will drop a different podcast for our listeners, so be sure and catch those where all podcasts can be found in places like uh, uh, Spotify and Apple and uh, YouTube and SoundCloud and all different places where podcasts can be found. Uh, we uh, we uh, hope you'll give us a listen on all of those platforms. So for Eric Taylor, for Richard Davenport, I'm Chip Souza. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you next week on the I Own Preps podcast. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.